0: once estranged, cut off unnamed alone. We had no way to repair our brokenness. Then you gazed on us with love and gave to us your grace. As Pastor Natalia introduced me earlier this morning, my name is uh, Pastor Katie Slack. And for uh, a lot of years when I was growing up, I would have adults who tried to convince me that my name was something different than it actually was. (laughs) I, uh, I would, you know, come to a doctor or a teacher or someone, and they would ask me for my full name. And I would say, my name is Katie. And they would say, no, no, sweetie, what's your full name? And I would say, my name is Katie. They, of course, were expecting that my full name was Catherine or Kathleen or Katerina did something. They, uh, didn't, it didn't quite sit with them or they didn't quite get that perhaps my parents had chosen in their infinite wisdom to name me just Katie. And that is actually what they did. So I, it was a lot of convincing and, and they had a lot of times they just didn't believe that my name was actually Katie. There's, there's power in a name. It's it's how we identify ourselves, it's how we think of ourselves, it's, it's how we call a thing what it is. It's the reason why if I ask you for an apple and you bring me a lemon, I'm allowed to feel a little confusion or maybe even consternation. Uh, the power of a name is the reason why if I'm walking somewhere and someone calls out, Catherine, I don't bat an eye, but if someone calls out Katie, I stop and I turn. Whether or not I actually know the voice, I hear the name Katie. That's my identity, right? That's that's my name. There's power in that name. And so if someone calls out Katie, I'll stop and turn. There's power in a name. And of course, Elizabeth and Zechariah, the parents of John the Baptist, they knew this very well. We hear in our story today that at long last, after years of of wanting and longing for a child, finally, in their old age, Elizabeth and Zechariah give birth to their son. And the community comes together and rejoices with them. But the time comes to give the child a name, And they say, you know, what are you going to name your baby? And Elizabeth says, he will be called John. And they say, what? No, surely, surely he will be called Zachariah after his father. And she says, no, his name is John. And they meet her with confusion and consternation. they say, there's no one in your family named John, which I find funny as if she didn't know that already. And they're trying to convince her, you know, what? No, John, where is this coming from? She says, no, his name is John. And it's because she knows the power in a name. She knows who Zechariah, son of Zechariah, would grow up to be. Like his father, he would grow up, likely grow up to be an upstanding member in the community, righteous and loved with power and honor. He would likely grow up to be a priest, Like his father, Zachariah, son of Zachariah, would probably have ended up being a beloved priest in the community, like his father before him. And that is a beautiful story for someone else, but Elizabeth knew that wasn't her son's story. She knew that he was not to be called Zachariah, he was to be called John. And it makes sense that it's a name that no one in their family had had before. It's a new name because John had come to do something new. And in fact, he had come to point to the one who was something new. He had come to prepare the way of the Lord and show that God was doing something new. So it only made sense then that he would have a name that was new. But the community totally disregards Elizabeth's understanding of who her child is, and they turn to Zechariah. And if you recall the story, Zechariah has been mute for about nine months because when the angel of the Lord came to him and told him that this good news, that he was going to have a child, he, he couldn't believe it, and he spoke against the good news, and so the angel of the Lord muted his voice until he was able to speak good news again. And so for nine months, he has been silent. And as far as the community knows, he may never speak again. But even so, his voice, though silent, still carries more weight than his wife's voice. She's only a woman, after all. So they turn to Zachariah, and they say, oh, Elizabeth said John, but surely, Zachariah, son of Zechariah, right? And he writes, his name is John. And it's in that moment... When his voice is set free again, because he knows the power of the name, and he knows the power of calling a thing what it is. And he has learned through his nine months of silence, and perhaps hearing some wisdom from his wife who was not silenced, he has learned the power in calling a thing what it is, and the power in the name, and believing this good news. So his voice is set free. There's power in a name. There's power in calling a thing what it is. The power that comes from hearing someone's name means that when we hear a story about some animals who have broken through a fence in search of something, that story may not mean much to us. Except when we learn that they are, in fact, not animals, they are people. And they have names like Jose and Maria and their baby Jesus. And they have crossed the fence in search of hope, fleeing from danger, in search of a better life. The power of knowing their name changes that story drastically for us. There's power in a name. And at the baptismal font, we hear our full names. At the baptismal font, we hear the truth proclaimed that your full name is Child of God. We hear at the font that your full name is Katie Lynn, Child of God. Your full name is Jeremy Scott, Child of God. That is your full name. And no matter who you are, Where you're from, what language you speak, how much money you make, what political party you affiliate with, no matter any or all of that, your full name is Child of God, and that sticks with you your whole life. We learn that and remember that at the baptismal font. And we hear a calling, a calling to follow in John's footsteps because he did point to something new. He did point to what the Lord was doing, and he called a thing what it was. When he was in the wilderness, he did not mince words. He told the people what had been going on in the world and the injustice that he saw and the ways that the people had turned from God and turned from who they were, and he called them back to God. And in baptism, we receive the gift of the invitation to do just that. Because as children of God, we get to call a thing what it is. We know the power of the name Child of God. And so we know that when we see injustice, we call it injustice. And when we see racism, we call it racism. And when we see evil, we call it evil. When we see hope, we call it hope. And when we see grace, we call it grace. And when we see the kingdom of God, we call it the kingdom of God. That is our calling in baptism. Because we are children of God, that is our full name. And whether we're looking at the person next to us or the person across the ocean from us, or the person in the mirror. Whomever we see is a beloved child of God, made in the image of God. No one and nothing can take that away from us. In baptism, we remember our full names. We are beloved children of God. And we remember the power that a name has. May the power of the name, child of God, set your voice and your heart free. Amen. We have been called to be salt and-